for one. In case you were just way too busy to listen to our last show, this is what you missed. VR? Yeah. It's going to be a mixture of that because that's, you're, you're going to be able... That's too much. You don't have to, <laughs> but but there's going to be the option to play the game in VR mode. Listen, all of this sounds very enticing, David, but I, I when I play a game, I want to feel like I'm playing a game. I don't want to feel like I'm working. <laughs> What's options? You, you know, don't, you don't want to. stress? No. You I want to have one hand on the joystick and one hand on my penis, okay? <laughs> I can't do that when I'm trying to work consoles. <laughs> language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue. We would be honored if you would join us. How are you feeling? Your latest workups on your condition indicate that all damage has been reversed. Recovery is total. I believe you have been quite fortunate. No further thanks are necessary, Commander, but you are most welcome. It is my function and pleasure as a matter of royal to help and heal human I am a Jedi, like my father before me. All right, hello, welcome everyone to Star Wars from the Back to Tank. I am Michael Flores, your pilot for today. And in the studio, or in the Back to Waters, I have to remember, in the Back to Waters is the one and only David Sabal. Hello, David. I have my Jar Jar floaties on. Your Jar Jar floaties? Yep. All right, I thought you were going to say there are white floaties (laughs) all around you. No, no, no. Back to tank is clean this okay. time. That's good. Uh, hello, Raina. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, guys. All right. Raina is with us today. So we have a lot to get through. We've been away for almost, what, three, four weeks? Been a long time, man. Yeah. Well, listen, COVID-19 has definitely thrown a, a wrench, a few wrenches, not in the mix, directly at us. <laughs> Pretty much. And has prevented us from doing shows at times. That There was one point where you had a COVID scare, Dave. Yes, I did. And you had to put yourself into self Exile. Yes, I had to go to my own Dagobah. Yeah, you could have just <laughs> took a taken a dunk in the back to tank, and that could have healed you, right? Well, I don't know if the back to that, that's why this time the back to water is clear. It's oh, brand okay. new water. If fictitious <laughs> water doesn't actually heal something real like COVID nineteen, you, you do you want to take a gamble? Theater of the mind, Dave. Sometimes <laughs> mind over matter. Mind over matter. Yes, just <laughs> pretend. Like Peter Pan. Like Peter Pan. Play with us, Peter. You're doing it, Peter. And then suddenly there's an entire buffet of food around us and we can eat and throw food at ourselves and have sex with Julia Roberts as Tinkerbell. That's very specific. That, that wow. just escalated pretty quickly. <laughs> All right. So we have some things to get into. The next three Star Wars films. Are you ready for this, Dave? Yes. Have been pushed. Wow. By the time, by the time we get the third one. I will be almost 50 <laughs> that w- when I saw those dates, it, it kind of ruined my day. Well, dude, N- not because of star Wars, but because of, I was coming, you know, face to face with my own mortality. mortality. <laughs> but dude, think about it. I mean, when they started, restarted star Wars, what were we promised? We were promised the star Wars movie every year. Dave, 
<laughs> they lied, okay? <laughs> they just, lied. Get, just get over it, okay? It happens. It happens in relationships. And uh, we kind of have a relationship with Lucasfilm, and they lied to us. They cheated on us like a dirty slut. Right, Reina? <laughs> kind of. Yes, they <laughs> lied. They betrayed our trust. So the next three Star Wars films have been pushed back to 2023, 2025, and 2027. Dude, that's, it's very disappointing. I'll be 47 years old, Dave, by the time that last one pops into, into my life. Who knows what life will be like at that time? Oh, dude, yeah. Like <laughs> Maybe we'll have flying cars. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe they'll learn how to write a Star Wars movie again. That's what I was thinking. I'm trying to look on the there. bright side. Maybe this time will give us great movies again. Hopefully. Well, maybe. May, I mean, maybe down the line they'll announce that Dave Filoni is actually in charge of the three movies. That'd be fantastic. Well, you know, 2023. So that's about, what, two and a half years away. I'm sure we're not getting a movie in January of 2023. So it's probably going to be about three years or more. Perhaps by that time, Filoni will be ready to spread his wings. Depending on how, how well received season two of Mandalorian is. And think about this. Obi-Wan's supposed to be out by then at least. Yeah. Season two. You'd expect like season at least, two. At least two seasons of Obi-Wan. Uh, at least four seasons of Mandalorian. Mandalorian. The the world, the Star Wars landscape, when you really think about it, by 2023, will be completely different. Oh, absolutely. Completely different. So we don't really know what to expect, honestly, at this point. Like, we could have speculated, because also we got to remember, appetites change. Executives who are in control making decisions, they change every six months. So for all we know, any plans they have right now could drastically change by the time they move things into production. One thing is for sure is that Kathleen Kennedy's contract has not been renewed yet, and that is set to expire in six months. And the reason why I bring that up is because her contract was was extended a whole entire year before it expired last time. And it was it was announced and they haven't even made an announcement yet. And we are six months away from the end of the year. And we all know in Hollywood, they don't work. During the month of December. Yeah. It's Christmas. It's holidays. Jewish holidays. There's a, not a lot of work happening in, in terms of business decisions, you know, putting films in production. A lot of it's bookshelved until January one. Yeah. Until the next year. So the fact that there's no talk of Kathleen Kennedy being renewed leads me to believe that we have been on the right track since day one. Kathleen Kennedy is done. As of 2021. At this point, yeah. You'd have to, because the writing's on the wall, dude. I mean, like, they should have announced something by by then. And it, can you imagine if they wait to the last minute? They, they won't. And then they say, oh, here's, here's, here's a renewal of Ka- Kathleen's contract. They would look so unprofessional. And they don't renew contracts for executives at the last minute. At the last minute. Oh, by the way, we forgot, Kathleen, you're still going to run Star Wars next week. Here, sign this contract. Well, do we know if they have anyone lined up, though? Yeah, Dave Filoni. Yep. (laughs) Dave Filoni, and and remember, they also did talk about uh, Kevin Kevin Fahey taking over. He's with Marvel, man. He's not going anywhere. 
unless he wants to quit. And why would he? And they're not going to let him quit and then say, yeah, here you go. Here's another promotion. Go to Star Wars. There is rumors that there is a lover's a lover's quarrel behind the scenes between Favreau and Kathleen Kennedy. I wouldn't be surprised. There's a lot of reports coming out that there's a huge power tug of war because of Mandalorian. And we know John Favreau understands Star Wars. And John Favreau being a, a success with Mandalorian is Kathleen Kennedy's worst nightmare. But is that enough for them to basically look at John Favreau and say, here, take over? John Favreau has run a big franchise before. If you remember, he was in charge of Marvel Phase 1. That is true. So he isn't a newbie. He knows what he's doing. He's definitely learned to work with the upper echelon of power, you know, the executive producers. So we will see. The rest of this year is going to be very enlightening when it comes to the world of Star Wars. There's going to be a lot of things being shuffled around. There'll be a lot of announcements for television shows. That's why there's so many rumors circulating right now when it comes to Lando and oh, so many, Maul dude. and all types of different things. Now, bringing it back to the topic at hand, uh, COVID-19 has pushed several of Disney's major tentpole films back, and Lucasfilm's next three Star Wars releases are among the list of films delayed. According to the Daily Variety, uh, Disney has officially revealed the dates for the next batch of theatrically released Star Wars movies will shift from the Decembers of 2022, 2024, 2026 to December 2023, 2025, and 2027. These movies are not a new trilogy, but are merely dates reserved for future projects that have not necessarily been decided upon at this point in time. Do you think they're still on the on the track for the the the, the producers of Game of Thrones? Oh no, they they've been uh, they left, dude. Don't you remember we talked about that? No, that's true. Because I'm trying to figure out if it's not a new sequel, what in the world could they be doing? What could be, say, cooking right now? Because there has to be ideas cooking right now. There just has to be. Star Wars, the last BLM member. <laughs> I feel like this is, I feel like this COVID is a good excuse for them. They didn't really have anything planned. So I feel like these pushbacks are a good, hey, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. We have more time now. No, that's a good... I hate to say it, Raina, but you're, you're you're right. I, I she is right. This is the this is a blessing in disguise, but it just shows the ineptness. You, know, you know, when coronavirus happened, there was just a big sigh of relief in the boardroom. <laughs> They're like, going, like, oh, thank God! <laughs> like they were in the middle. They were actually in the middle of a meeting when everything shut down, and they were planning the next Star Wars movie. They were they were being pitched this great idea, and they just ended like, oh, fuck off, get out of here. <laughs> Everyone, do you feel that? They're like, what is that? That that pressure? Like, yeah, it, feel, it feels good. Yeah, that's just a sign of not having to make any decisions. Go back go, to your business. Go back to your business. Move along. Move along. Yeah, they're probably relieved because now they can not be under the pressure of having to, because they know there are millions of Star Wars fans around the world waiting for an announcement on the next film. And they don't want to make an announcement because they don't know what the landscape is going to look like. And they cannot afford another dud of a trilogy. And I know people are going to say, well, the new trilogy make tons of money. 
but the word of mouth and the general lackluster reception of the new trilogy is going to be felt. And if they were to come out with another movie that didn't really whet the appetites of the, of the star Wars fans out there, it would be dead on arrival. Yeah. And you throw, you throw in the fact that basically how the landscape looks right now, just business wise, because of COVID what happened with like all the theaters, all the studios are going to be really hesitant right now to actually Think of let's get into a production right now and get something set for release to what? Yeah, no movies will be released. And I, I'm saying it now. There won't be any films released in 2021. Big films, unless they were already made and they need to get them out. I was but about l- to say. Look at like, Nolan's Tenet. Yeah. That thing has been pushed so many times and now it's been pushed indefinitely. Yeah. Because they don't know when people will feel safe. And movies like that, they can't afford to put them in a theater or on streaming on because streaming. they cost too much money to make. Oh yeah. And especially when the filmmaker themselves says that he doesn't want his film being released streaming because he didn't make the movie to be streamed. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Nolan, guess what? We, we also didn't expect COVID-19. So yeah. put your big boy pants on. I get it. I understand. But also I heard that that movie costs so much money that it would be a disaster for the studio if they were to release it on streaming. Yeah. It's, it's similar to like, the, the really big blockbusters that were expected, like Wonder Woman and oh. um, a bunch of other, like even like the, some of the Marvel movies that were s- rumored to come out this year got pushed back indefinitely. So yeah. I agree with you. It's kind of like, it's a game changer. I, I'm going to be interested what the landscape's going to look like next year. Will I, people I, still be hesitant next year? You're going to see a lot of people filming yeah, as long as we can get COVID-19 under control, which I, I have a feeling that after the election, it'll be it'll quit being politicized and people will feel more relaxed. I'm not saying it's going to go away, but I think people will kind of, well, you know, we're not hearing about it every day in the news. So I feel okay. So after that happens, we're going to start seeing productions move back into play and films are going to be made. But a lot of them aren't going to be ready to go until the end of the year or you know, 2022. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. This is all going to affect star Wars because movies are one thing, but TV series are another star Wars TV shows is something that they can definitely move forward with. For example, they just recently announced as you and I had talked about in detail during one of our previous shows, star Wars, the bad batch to hit Disney plus next year. God, I, I am so excited for this dude. I know I really you are. am. I know you are, Dave. There's floaties there, popping there's up floaties around starting you. White to floaties. <laughs> Thank you, Filoni. And also air bubbles. Is that something you do? Do you usually like fart when you jizz? Is that well, something you that know, you gotta comes out both sides? You it's get, about you a get, release. You get overly excited. I want out of this tank. <laughs> All right. So Star Wars The Bad Batch hits Disney Plus in 2021. The quirky team of clones debuted in the final season of The Clone Wars earlier this year. Star Wars, the Clone Wars might have come to a glorious end, according to CNET.com, but the Bad Batch is still in action. Star Wars, the Bad Batch will be set after the Clone Wars and the events of Revenge of the Sith and see the group acting as mercenaries as the era of the Galactic Empire begins. Hmm. This could be really good, man. It could be really good. I'm really excited to see. So wait a minute. You mean to tell me that they actually just ignored the the 
Order 66. Maybe they weren't embedded with it. They're the bad batch, Dave. Oh, don't, don't overthink no, you're it. Right. Don't overthink you're right. it. No, that that makes sense. Yeah. Maybe because they're all messed up. When he said execute order 66, they thought he meant execute order 69 and they all just started <laughs> fucking each other. I'm just, maybe that's what that's, you know, it's, it's messed up. It's it's a messed up. It's a, you why know, is Hunter taking off his armor? I, I don't know, but I'm compelled to a, also. I'm sorry. He's execute order 66. Six, yes, sir. Starts coming. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Uh, the series follows the elite and experimental clones of the Bad Batch, first introduced in the Clone Wars, as they find their way in a rapidly changing galaxy in the immediate aftermath of the Clone War. Members of Bad Batch, a unique squad of clones who are who vary genetically from their brothers in the clone army, each possess a singular exceptional skill, which makes them extraordinarily effective soldiers and a formidable crew. In the post-Clone War era, they will take on daring mercenary missions as they struggle to stay afloat and find new purpose. Now, this is where it gets good, and I would expect nothing else. Star Wars The Bad Batch is executive produced by Dave Filoni. I can't imagine a spinoff of The Clone Wars not being. In fact, I would be a little disappointed. Now, this is where it gets a little frustrating. Athena Portillo, Star Wars The Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels will be producing as well, which is part of the team. That's part of Filoni's team. Yeah. Brad Rowe, Star Wars Rebels and Star Wars Resistance. And then Jennifer Corbett, Star Wars Resistance. (laughs) Oh. Now, now let's maybe... Maybe Filoni basically says, you know, resistance may have basically scorpioned itself, but they're the they're the stars of the creative team. Well, okay. Now Rao is also serving as supervising director, which is basically Filoni's position on as well as showrunner on Clone Wars. Yeah. He is gonna be the supervising director with Corbett as head writer. Yes. Now Corbett Worked on Resistance, and that's it. Of Filoni's shows. Of Filoni's shows, yeah. I mean, the other... She does have a resume behind her. Yeah, but let's just remember her last work. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And Rao was a writer on Rebels. Excellent show. Yes. And Star Wars Resistance. Now... Strangely, <laughs> Justin Ridge is not mentioned at all. I, I was about to say that. And how, how does that make you feel? Do you feel bad for Justin Ridge? No. <laughs> no, no Fuck him. I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. So do you think he's the problem behind resistance? Well, do you dude, think he was the issue? Look, look at what happened when he took over for, for uh, Rebels. Rebels. Yeah. Rebels hit a huge stumbling block when he took over as showrunner. And then it became, okay, well, okay. So he took over, think about, I've been thinking a lot about this. And I hate to say this because Justin Ridge is a good dude. He's a good writer too. Yeah, he's a good writer. But just because you're a good writer doesn't mean you're a good showrunner. And if you remember the season he took over as showrunner, when Dave Filoni took hiatus to work on another project, do you remember the first episode that opened his season run? It was the Jupa episode. Yes, it was. 
<laughs> which yes, has resistance written all over it. Just stupidity. And, yeah. I, and I never yeah. thought, I didn't think about that while we were covering resistance. It came to me after I read this news <laughs> about the Bad Batch and that he was missing. So Ridge might not be the best of showrunners because there was a bit of a stumbling during yeah. the season three of Star Wars Rebels when he took over. It yeah. wasn't bad because Filoni was still present. Yeah, and in Resistance, Filoni disappeared after like after episode two. I think no, it was episode. His two. name was off of it, like <laughs> real fast. Well, no, he was. Remember, Filoni came back for the mid-season finale, and that was the one where we said, "Okay, this has hope. Yeah. This has and, promise." And it didn't. <laughs> so, hope. I'm hoping the Bad Batch ends up being great. I can't imagine Filoni being. Yeah, you know what? See, uh, spin off to my pride and joy. He's gonna be watching this one like a hawk everyone knows that resistance was a huge fucking failure everyone knows they can uh, fake being proud of it all they want they know it sucked look they don't they don't even speak of it (laughs) (laughs) and they cut people off at comic cons yeah they don't even speak so what's season two going to be about silence (laughs) they just cut the feed (laughs) and that's the thing it's kind of like I feel for Justin Ridge because, you know, he, when he did rebels, it was an okay job. It had its stumbling box, but he did an okay job. And we had a lot of hope for him coming in resistance. He gave him the benefit of the doubt. And well, he, he, he muffed it. (laughs) He really muffed it. All right. So hopefully we're going to, it's going to be end. Well, we're going to remain optimistic for the time being. Now, Dave, there is a rumor. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Donald Glover will be returning as Lando in his own Disney Plus series. And people are very ecstatic. They're very excited about this. Well, he he's definitely, he was one of the biggest moments in Solo. I mean, I liked him in Solo. Yeah, Dave, I like Donald Glover, but if you remember our review, he was the yes. thing that I disliked that the most. That you disliked, yeah. And that's, say, that's not saying a lot. Because I love Solo and I actually liked him as Lando. But yeah. if I had to nitpick, he was my least favorite moment in Solo because it didn't feel like a performance. It felt like an impersonation. Yes. He was trying to be Billy D. Williams as Lando and not trying to interpret and make the role his own like actors are supposed to. He was impersonating. Yeah, he was impersonating. But if you think about it, if you give an actor like Donald Glover a longer role I than agree. anybody gets. Yep. He could probably do something really special in the series. Eventually, he can kind of tone it down a bit and find a, a groove. He'll make it his own. His. He'll find a way. Yeah. Raina, you're right. That's what I'm saying. Like with TV shows, with actors, you're given more time. They get comfortable in the role. And rather than trying to sell the performance, they can be the performance. So, yeah, I, I'm not worried about it. And I am excited and I will be jumping up and down in the studio if this ends up being for real because we know that whatever they do with him is going to be legit it's going to be solid yeah um i personally would like to see post return of the jedi lando a lot of people assume we're going to get solo a star wars story era Mm -hmm. i'm hoping they leave a lot i mean listen we can do both we can do both eras. We can start with a Darth Maul series, which is also rumored. Yeah. Start with a Darth Maul series. Deal with that whole thing with here, him and Kira. 
have Lando drop in and out to do whatever he needs to do. It would, it would make sense. And then have his main series be post Return of the Jedi. Post I would Return love to Jedi? explore his life after Return of the Jedi. Yeah. I, uh, Return of the Jedi or even someone brought up a, a really interesting concept of Lando pre Empire Strikes Back. How did he become the the leader of the Cloud City? Yeah. That would be really cool, too. I, I don't mind it. I just feel like we always go back. Always go back. So how did he get that cape? Yeah. So how did he become so suave? So how did he become so awesome? I like those, but we just do that so much with Star Wars. And those are the things I don't like. I don't like those. That's why I ended up liking Solo Star Wars Story. Because Solo wasn't like, how did he get that one thing? Yes, they did that with the Falcon and the Blaster. But for the most part, they focused on an actual story. On an actual story. Opposed to, hey guys, you ever wonder when he got that one vest? That's what a lot of prequels tend to do. So I, for one, would be more excited about getting a Lando series post return of the Jedi. I doubt we would get that because that's an era that I'm sure they're not quite sure what they want to do with, especially with the Mandalorian taking up that era right now. Yeah. So we'll see out of, out of the list of rumors between Darth Maul and Kira, which is a rumored series. Yeah. And solo and Lando out of those four, which one would you like to see first Dave? see first yeah let's say you can only choose one let's go that route i'm gonna go solo and lando i mean i want no 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 just one solo oh, or lando solo orlando yeah i'm gonna choose actually solo I, I i understand why everyone likes the idea of lando and donald glover and yeah I, i'm a big fan of his too but honestly i feel that alden einreich deserves another shot yeah, he was because so, he, he did he did a really great job he was good he was good. He, yeah. did, he, he actually did the one thing that we want those actors to do, not like copy them or like imitate Harrison Ford. We didn't need Harrison Ford 2.0. Yeah. We, he gave us Han Solo, a young Han Solo, which was fantastic. And it's kind of, I was going to actually bring this up to you is like, I feel bad for Alden Einreich because no one's talking about him. Everyone's talking about Donald Glover. Everyone's talking about Kira and Darth Maul. Yeah. There's no talk about actually bringing back Han, yeah. which it's just it's a, a sli- shame. It's a slippery, sl- a slippery slope because you're dealing with such an iconic character, which is honestly the reason why I would have avoided that spinoff to begin with. Like I would have never even gotten there just because it's like, let's not mess with that. You know, you're not going to please people. You're going to have the babies that say, but he's not Harrison Ford. He, he doesn't have the crooked <laughs> smile and the scar on his on his uh, chin, <laughs> which is what I hear at all the time on Twitter. Oh, yeah, because like people are nitpicky. Yeah. <laughs> so. I agree with you. I, let's go to Raina first. Raina, out of those four, who would you like to see in a series? I can't believe I'm saying this, but I agree with David Solo. Because if you remember, I didn't quite, I couldn't get into the movie for whatever reason. You kept saying, Raina, give it another chance, you know. Um, It's because you're a devil woman. (laughs) But, (laughs) you know, I feel like the more popular choices, yes, Donald Glover as Lando and, of course, Darth Maul and Kira. I do kind of want to see more what we can get from Solo. Yeah. 
See, I if I had to choose, I would choose solo as well. But if they were smart, you know what they would do? They would do a series not called Maul Akira. They wouldn't be called Solo. Wouldn't be called Lando. It'd be called Crimson Dawn. Oh. Is it Crimson Dawn? Yeah, Crimson Dawn. It'd be called Crimson Dawn, and it'd be on Sambo Cast, and it would deal with Darth Maul. Yeah, but you have Solo, you have Lando, you have the Underworld during the time of the Empire. Oh heck yeah! That would be your show. Make it a Game of Thrones style vibe. I'm not talking with the medievalness, but I'm talking with the ensemble cast. Have it multi-layered with multiple stories all leading to one big finish. Especially since, you know, in Star Wars lore, there's so much that has been unsaid about the underground. Yeah. We know that there's factions out there. There's the Hutt family. There's now Crimson Dawn. There's uh, the, the crime syndicate. There's all of that. But it's barely been scratched on. There, there's, so, there's so much they can do with the whole crime syndicate aspect. And Solo would fit right in mm-hmm. with that because he's a, he's a criminal. He's a smuggler. He's a smuggler. Yeah. And honestly, a story actually showing even Han Solo's an original connection to Jabba would, would be really interesting. That'd be awesome. And, and because we're in the era of practical effects again... We would get a Jabba that looks good. Yeah. Because my my only complaint really on Phantom Menace is like, why? <laughs> why is he sleeping? Why does he look little <laughs> compared to what he looked like in Return of the Jedi? I'll never understand why they turned him into this giant. Like, he was this giant beast. And they turned him into like a tiny little slug. Yes, they did. It was weird. It was. The perspective was way off. Yeah. So, all right, we're going to go to a quick break. And then when we get back, we're going to get into the rest of our discussions. We'll be right back. We're back to tank is coming right up. The Rain Man Show. The Rain Man Show. Roll the dice. I love eating radiation-infested fish. It may add an extra couple inches to my penis. Why do we gotta die from stuff? Like, why can't like a disease cause something awesome? Like Like your dick getting bigger. Hey, listen, if you get coronavirus, your dick might swell. Triple dick disease. Like, that's a thing. It's never a thing. That should be a thing. I know, but it's that's not. Ele- I, that, I believe that's elephantitis. Of, you know, like exclusively uh, of the peen. Oh, well, if it's there, then, you know, like, uh, then I guess, you know, like, uh, that would be a good disease. That is true. Thank there, you. There's no- a lot of you knows and to get to the exact same thing Thomas just said. <laughs> You see, I, you know, I, I, I think I already uh, qualify for being elderly now. Yeah. Will I be useful to the network if all of a sudden I come in and I suffer Alzheimer's or like some sort of Parkinson's? You know, yeah, of course, you're never leaving. Okay, you're you not gonna, you're not going to have the opportunity, Tony. So if I if I suffer dementia immediately, like right now, you're staying in that chair. Oh, and we're gonna just we're gonna tell <laughs> you you time traveled. <laughs> The Rain Man Show, exclusively on Rain Man Digital. Head over to RainmanDigitalMedia.com for more details or search for it wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, RAINMAN, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, Mm. and even blow you away. Plus, free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. Go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus the 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code RAINMAN. Again, that's RAINMAN. Because without it, no free stuff. That's RAINMAN at adamandeve.com. No, 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 you must die. All right, welcome back, everybody, to Star Wars From the Back to Tank on Rain Man Digital. Make sure you leave us reviews, give us thumbs up on iTunes as well as Stitcher. It does help. If you listen to the show regularly, regularly, and you still have not given us a review, then I don't know why you listen. Why don't you love us? Like, yeah, come on. Give us a review. All right. Dave, Star Wars. I keep saying Dave, but Reyna, Dave and Reyna. <laughs> Star Wars, the new Darth Vader comic, will tie into the Rise of Skywalker in a big way. And those are quotes. We will finally find out what the Emperor's plan was all along. That is in a form of a question, but I didn't read it that way. Let me start over. Will <laughs> we finally find out what the Emperor's plan was all along? Now, this article goes in. It's from uh, Games Radar. This article goes into depth about, into detail about, you know, bringing the Emperor back. And it was controversial at the time. I don't, first off, I don't share that sentiment at all. I don't feel like bringing the Emperor back was controversial in the least. It, to me, it was expected. It's the Emperor, and the movies have always been, as the villain, he's always been the the, the man pulling the strings, the, the grand puppeteer behind the curtain in the shadows. So yeah. I don't understand why people keep saying that's controversial. I think it's because the whole Jedi, Last Jedi aspect, where Snoke was killed off, and a lot of people feel like they were... Str- scrambling to find a villain so they said oh emperor palpatine which listen makes sense i get it i'm not faulting them in their logic but i i feel like this was a probably in the cards all along probably not exactly like this but definitely in the cards it had to be a plan you definitely i don't think that they just randomly basically said oh shit we get we have to get rid of snoke Okay, throw in the Emperor. I don't think that's honestly how it happened. Well, then again, Dave, I mean, we are dealing with people that also didn't once mention the name Anakin in the prequel trilogy. So maybe they didn't have plans. Who knows? I mean, have you have you realized that? Yeah, that's another reason why I got I've gotten mad recently because I'm watching the prequel trilogy or the sequel trilogy. Sorry, sequel trilogy. And they don't mention Anakin Skywalker once. Even Luke. Yeah, <laughs> once, and yet the entire movie, the mythos, is built on his back. Mm-hmm. Don't even mention him by name. He talks at the end, though, in a cameo. Cool. 
All right. So the writer says, hold on. I just get past everything. Speaking at the Comic-Con 2020, uh, Greg Pak, who's the writer, serves as a writer of the ongoing Darth Vader comic, teased that the new series, which does take place between the Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, will actually tie into the rise of Skywalker in a huge way. Those are his words. Yes. He says, I'll just say that at the end of our first arc, Vader claims to have settled all of his previous business, said, but the Emperor knows better. Vader is going to suffer a terrible punishment and undertake a new journey slash quest. And there are key elements that will tie into episode nine in a huge way. The first two issues of the new Darth Vader run have seen Vader deal with meeting Sabe, Padme's former handmaiden, and coming to terms with his own loss. And that was a cool thing because that was a huge... I remember when that that was just teased at first because they released the the page that right. shows Padme confronting Darth Vader and everyone lost their shit that Padme was back. And it was her... Uh, and it was her handmaid. Oh, what and, a bait and switch. And dude... The reason why I have faith in Greg Peck is because he understands Star Wars mythos. Yeah. So he was able to actually take that moment and make it make sense when you read it. Because Sabe is actually one of the handmaidens of Padme or former handmaidens of Padme. And we all know that from the prequels, everyone in Padme's handmaidens looked like her. She had doubles of herself. Right. To protect herself. Makes sense. One of them died at the end of, uh, I think it was, a, or in the beginning of Attack of the Clones. Right. And then, like, the fact that Greg Pak, in the interview, basically said he's watched all the Star Wars films and he's understood about the mythos. I'm really excited what he, how he's going to connect the, the new trilogy. The only thing is, is that are we going to get an actual relevant story connection, a ground breaking reveal, or are we just going to get like, Hey, Vader flew his ship to Exegol and he was given the wayfinder. And now we see how he has it. No, because like, especially after listening to, because I listened to all of the interview with, of Greg Peck and his, it, and the panel, it seems like he's working on an, actual he's story. working on an actual full fledged story arc that hmm. he wants to explain that to him. This takes place after, I remember him saying that this takes place after Empire Strikes Back. Right, yeah. Which is a very, while we all think that, I remember him saying that it's a traumatizing event for Luke Skywalker and we focus on that. It's a very traumatizing event for Darth Vader because he 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 just tried to actually sway his son to joining him. His son says no and turns him down and Vader is left being abandoned again by one of his family. And I liked it when Greg Pak said that because yeah. he understands what me and you have been talking about, about the story of Anakin. This is a character that's constantly abandoned by everybody that he tries to look for help. Look what happens in Clone Wars. What happens? Ahsoka turns, turns him away. Then when you actually take into account that Greg Pak sees that and kind of in his own way as a writer puts two and two together and says, you know what? Not only did we see that in Clone Wars, we saw that a long time ago in Empire Strikes Back because he reached out to Luke for help, his own son, and his son turns him away. Yeah. And it just continues that cycle that Darth Vader goes through. So I have a very, I'm very psyched to see where Greg Pak is going because 
from all accounts in that inter- interview, he knows what he's doing. And it's one of the things that I've, I took away was like the comic book writers of Marvel and Darth Vader, bounty hunters, um, even, even Dr. Afra, they all focus on, we are go- where they always say story arc. We're working on a story arc for this character. That's a good sign. And that's a fantastic sign because it's not like, Oh, we're going to focus on this little tiny piece. Like what you said. Oh, he just finds the wayfinder and all of a sudden he goes to Exegol. No, it's not like that. They actually think about what does this story arc mean to this character? So I'm pretty excited. I think I would be really excited to see like Snoke show up in the end because (laughs) there were multiple. We saw in the end of or the beginning of Rise of Skywalker that there was multiple clones of him. Yeah. So there had to I'm like thinking Vader had to found out that. Holy crap, he was cloning another person to take over for me. Take over for him? Take over for Vader? Yeah, because that's how I think. I think from what the story is going so far, that's what Snoke was. He's the failsafe. He was going to be the replacement of Darth Vader. Who knows at this point, Dave? You know, I don't like that idea. I don't believe it, and I reject it. But you know what? This is Lucasfilm, and uh, anything goes at this point. Anything goes. So you could be actually right on track. I'm not picky, honestly, at this point, as long as there's a story that makes sense. And honestly, with Marvel, and I know Reyna will agree because she has read a lot of Darth Vader stuff as well in this new era of Mm -hmm. Star Wars. And the way I look at it is, or the way I view how they've handled Anakin Skywalker since Disney has taken over is I feel like it's one of the, the, the best elements that they have continued on from George Lucas. They have managed to not take the teeth remove. They have managed to not remove the fangs from Vader. They have managed to continue to build on his character. So I've been very happy. So any decisions that Greg pack has, I'm, I'm willing to be patient and wait to see how it all unfolds. And I'm actually optimistic about it because they have handled Anakin up to this point fairly well. Oh yeah. It's one of the elements that they have. Not fairly. Very, very well. So this does bring us to the end of our discussion. We are at our time. We did not get into a few other things. I wanted to get into the Dr. Afra audio drama that has Ooh. that had just been. Whoa, Dave. Why? Why Ooh. the sound effects over there? I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> well, we do. We are planning a review. So we will be putting that show out perhaps next week i'm hoping we can get to it by then we have a lot on our plate right now um, but i'm hoping we get to it we do whether it's next week or the following week we will have a full review um it's not it's not coming back with a lot of favorable reviews so far from let's not get delve into until we do (laughs) yeah well i was a little nervous I read a review, um, an interview with the writer a few weeks ago before the drama came out, the audio drama. Yes. And she had mentioned that she's really excited to focus on the Dr. Afra and Sana Staros relationship. And I'm like, well, that's not a thing. <laughs> like, it is a thing. They were in a relationship, but it wasn't a focus. That's not her what makes Afra. Afra, yeah, what makes Afra isn't who she's dating. 
So I'm going to remain silent because I yes. have not listened to it. I, I don't know. I have no idea. So we will be back next week with a new show. I want to thank everyone for listening. Thank you, Raina. Thank you. Thank you, David. Thank you. May the force be with us. Ah, oh, yes. <laughs>